0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your SummerSlam Raw Go-Home Show. That's here, boys. Biggest party of the summer, live Saturday night. It's going to be a good show. I was just checking the card out before I started recording. We got nine matches as of right now. Obviously, we still have SmackDown to go. We'll see if another match gets added, but nine matches is pretty good for pay-per-view, especially for one of the big four in WWE. So, but we'll talk about SummerSlam a little bit later on. Today, we all know what we're here for. We're here for a little Raw review. So, (laughs) Raw kicked off with uh, quite the fire for the first Monday Night Raw post-Vince McMahon now, we didn't really talk about that the last time I did one of these shows because it hadn't happened yet. So for those of you who have been under a rock for the last, I don't know, 20 years or so, Vince McMahon is no longer with WWE. He has officially retired From all aspects of the company, no longer the CEO, no longer does creative. We have two new co-CEOs in one, Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan. So that'll be interesting. Also, news that is broken, Triple H now taking over all creative for the main roster, as well as returning to his VP of talent relations. This... This is huge. This is a a, a ginormous thing. There's also rumors that the old guard might be on their way out, especially one Kevin Dunn, which I will not shed one tear or lose one microsecond of sleep with him no longer being with the company. That man should have been gone a long time ago. I know a lot of people agree with that statement, but the fact that Vince is gone, And he retired, actually, as of last week. So SmackDown last week was the first show post Vince, but Raw has always been the flagship show. So I always wondered what would happen with the three-hour extravaganza that is Monday Night Raw. We also just recently celebrated the 10-year anniversary of Raw 1000 when Raw went to three hours. It's been a decade since Raw moved to three hours a week, I'm both dumbfounded and surprised by this, that it's been a decade so long. I mean, I've watched wrestling for three plus decades now, but still it didn't, it certainly doesn't feel like it's only that it's been over a decade. Now it's, it's insane uh, how fast time truly travels when it comes to wrestling and everything in general, but to the show itself, Three hours did not feel like three hours last night. Uh Raw definitely had a little bit of a better spin to things. Uh Triple H already putting his fingers into, into Raw, making things already a little bit better, although I fully expect a massive overhaul of things post SummerSlam. So I'm really hoping that some certain Uds or... Sayings or something will disappear, and we'll get to the, some of those once we move forward. But RAW itself kicked off with one hell of a brawl. Uh, right before the show went on to the air, Logan Paul has a mic in the ring, calls out Miz, Miz comes shows up, and the show opens up with these two brawling in the ring. I'm like, all right. This is how we're going to get stuff started in the Triple H era. I'm I'm okay with this. So they, you know, smacked the crap out of one another for a little bit. Uh, this match itself at SummerSlam, I feel like people are, I think people are sleeping on this because Logan Paul's, a, you know, he's a celebrity, you know, it's not like you can't catch lightning twice in a bottle. Well, I don't know, tell that to Pat McAfee. You know, he has his, himself his own match common SummerSlam and I fully expect that one to be a banger this one this one should be interesting Miz man's been around for 18 years he knows what he's doing he knows how to carry a match and he'll make Logan Paul look real good so I'm not worried about this at all uh, but seeing these guys fight it out in the very beginning it's good Logan seems to really really dive into this whole thing it doesn't seem like he's just there for you know the paycheck He it's like he actually cares which is cool um his recent um addition to WWE 2K22 uh with the latest uh DLC pack that just came out uh last week uh his is character's pretty pretty slick um so hopefully i know he signed a multi-year contract so we'll see him for a couple of years so hopefully you know things are things are good uh part of me really wants to see um, Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny. I mean, shit. Throw Pat McAfee in there. We're gonna have like a celebrities match of all these people who have actually done a really good job when they've had their time here. Hell, throw Stephen ML back in the mix now that Cody's back at WWE. Yeah, there, four-way, right there. WrestleMania 39, book it steph, book it triple H. I don't have to say book it Vince anymore because Daddy's no longer here. Speaking of we move on from the brawl right to the bloodline. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. We're, we're really just firing on all cylinders tonight. Bloodleg comes out and Roman does his whole acknowledge me shtick, which is still fantastic. Uh, I also could feel that this, the volume during the show was authentic. I didn't hear a peep of you know, piped in noise. It all sounded legit which made me happy. Of course, we're also at Madison Square Garden, you know, the Mecca of WWE. So, it was bound to be an interesting show. It's been it's been a hot minute since they've been on television from MSG. They've done a lot of house shows recently, but to have them be on TV, that's 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 pretty that's a big deal. Especially for a go home show going into SummerSlam, which will be in Nashville, Tennessee. But the The travel chief does his thing, says he doesn't want to talk anymore, and he gives the microphone back to Paul Heyman. Heyman then proceeds to give another stellar promo talking about how after this Saturday, Roman will no longer have to worry about Brock Lesnar's name being attached to him, which I'm thankful for. Not that I haven't enjoyed Brock and Roman's matches because they have been some pretty good stuff. This um last man standing match, though, I like the fact that we don't have pinfalls, no submissions, just who can't get up to their feet by the count of 10. This should be real good. We had one of these back during the COVID era uh, or the Thunderdome era when uh, Kevin Owens had a shot at Roman Reigns. And unfortunately, <laughs> there were some shenanigans with this, with the ref forgetting how to count because Roman and Paul Heyman couldn't get the handcuffs undone quick enough. So Roman couldn't get to his feet. So, in theory, Kevin Owens once again gets screwed out of something, but that's neither here nor there. We still don't know who threw the pie in his face all those years ago. We demand justice, people. We demand justice. <laughs> but after the promo is done, Buildline looks like it's ready to go. And then, of course, Mr. A Town, Downtown himself. Austin Theory, Mr. Money in the Bank, comes out to the ring to once again let the bloodline know I am here. Have money in the bank. Have the contract. Saturday, you're going to beat the shit out of one another with Brock. I'm going to pick up the pieces and become the new WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion. Roman, however, reminds Theory that Daddy is no longer here. And we had Who's Your Daddy chance. We had Daddy's Gone chance. The crowd was stepping up their game and it was fantastic to listen to. And then Theory tries to be smart uh, with the Usos. Jay tries to give him the shoulder. You have some issues happening. And I'm like thinking to myself, all right, well, if I'm Triple H, what am I going to do? I'm going to bury the shit out of this kid for a while. Should be a lot of fun. Hold on for a moment there. We'll move on. So the bloodline leaves. Theory has himself a match with Drew McIntyre. Match naturally ending in disqualification because some things never change, regardless of who's running the show. Sheamus and the boys come out to the ring, cause a distraction. Then we have Bobby Lashley running out to the ring. And I'm thinking to myself, hold on a minute, player. We can have ourselves a tag team match, aren't we? we Go to break. We come back. Oh, look at that. A tag team match. Who would have thunk? But of course, a great match. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre taking on and defeating Theory and Sheamus with both Butch and Ridge Holland at ringside. The big thing that happened after the match was that Theory was trying to escape so that he wouldn't continue to get pummeled by Drew and Bobby. And the Usos show up out of nowhere, double super kick, leave him laying. Roman then comes out, grabs the briefcase, puts it on Theory's chest as he's pretty much laid out, says, when you come on Saturday, make sure you bring this with you, so that way you can actually do something with it. Roman had earlier, during their original conversation, stating that Theory needs his own wise man, so Roman for the night said he, he would do that. So it was fantastic. So basically, the first hour was just burying theory, and it was hilarious and great to see. But the big thing for tonight was that we were celebrating Rey Mysterio's 20th anniversary being in WWE. Now, this going obviously all the way back to 2002, I remember Rey Mysterio coming to WWE because I was a WCW guy uh, in the beginning. I I but I made that that change over when uh, the infamous butts in the seat com- uh you know comment was made and Mankind won his first WWE championship live before, or I should say tapes from Worcester Massachusetts so Ray coming out very heartfelt speech it was nice to see but of course the back of my head I was thinking okay what's going to happen here Judgment Day is going to come out uh going to turn on him uh, and surprisingly enough, he was able to get through the whole speech. It was nice, but the judgment day did arrive after the end of it because we have ourselves a scheduled tag team match with Ray and Dominic taking on and actually defeating the judgment day with Ray getting the pin on Finn Balor. More on that a little bit later. So after that, we had a nice little conversation and I say that with quotation marks between Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. Two civil ladies not really coming to, you know, fisticuffs and all that stuff. Now, who the hell are we kidding? These ladies beating They have a crap out of one another. This match, I feel, is going to be special. Uh, these two have unbelievable chemistry. I really honestly can see Bianca Belair retaining her title and allowing Bianca to go off to do something else. Cause I just feel like right now it's time for Bianca to hold on to this title. I love Becky. She was a great women's champion, but she does not need to have the title back again. Mm-hmm. Let somebody else have it and just run with it. However, bouncing back. Cause this, this was like raw is brawl tonight. It was ridiculous or last night. I should say after Ray and Dominic's victory, they're having a nice little celebration party in the back and, um, Aaliyah was actually there able to give Dominic his old gear from way back in 1997. I believe it was sold out when he faced Eddie Guerrero. Uh, I believe it was a title versus mask match. Uh, one of the first things you do actually is the first thing you do in the uh, showcase mode for WWE 2K22. Um, had a nice little moment there, and then of course. Who should arrive? What the third member of Judgment Day and a returning Rhea Ripley coming in, and we had a bit of a standoff between the two ladies, which was kind of hysterical in another sense because confirmed reports have come out that now Buddy Mur uh, Buddy Murphy is actually dating Rhea, and we all know the infamous <laughs> love issues that he's had with Leah, so you know. Who knows we're going to have ourselves a ladder match to figure out who's going to own, but, you know, buddy, who knows? I don't know. We'll, we'll find out, but, <laughs> but during this uh, Rhea shoves her in the face and then Ray comes up to her, Rhea grabs him, throws him into the, into the back where the waiting Finn Balor and Damian Priest are, uh, we find out that it's Finn Balor's birthday and it's not, you know, a big deal for, for Ray. A powerbomb Ray through a table, leave him laying, and all night throughout this night, at least for the first couple of hours, they kept attacking Ray at different times. It was it was great. Um, of course that's leading to a match for them at SummerSlam, but again, we'll talk about that as we go on. After that, we had a women's match between Miss Bliss and Dewdrop, with uh, Miss Bliss saying that. Yeah, she's fine that she has to, you know, keep wrestling Dewdrop here, but after SummerSlam, it doesn't matter if it's Becky, if it's Bianca, Alexa's coming for her title, and she wants it back. She wants to reclaim her spot on the top of the women's division. So very excited about that. should be nice to see uh, Miss Bliss back on top. Maybe she's the one who takes the title. I don't know. We'll see what happens. After that, we had a Probably the only awkward moment of the show, or at least for me, was uh, Logan Paul coming out for his impulsive TV, a little, you know, snipe at Miz TV. Uh, But we had a nice surprise with Maurice coming out. Uh, Of course, Miz and Mrs. had their double uh, season finale shows right after Raw. So naturally, they both have to come out and make, you know, reference to that. And of course, we keep continuing to plug Logan Paul versus The Miz at SummerSlam. We had more ball jokes, which I hope is one of the things that disappears after SummerSlam, because I never want to hear anybody referencing the Miz's Balls ever again. And I know I'm not alone when it comes to that. <laughs> uh, of course, this ends up in a brawl, of course, because it's Raw's brawl tonight. Champa though, comes in at the end, helps out the Miz, and Logan Paul is actually laid out by uh, a skull crushing finale. So... We all know how these things work here. If you're the last person to get the upper hand going into the pay-per-view, eh, you're probably not going to win. So we'll see. But I'm excited for this match. Uh, I, I really didn't know how I felt about it uh, when the, the whole signing of Logan Paul. But the more he's been on TV, the more I'm like, all right, I'll give this I'll give this a shot. I think this, this could be good. Could be a dark horse match of the night. We'll see. After that. Tag team action with a, another new team recently put together. together. AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler uh, taking on the Alpha Academy. I'm very interested to see what happens here. Because Dolph has been uh, pretty much the thorn in, in Theory's side recently. Uh, he's showed up the last three weeks, causing Theory the match every single time. But this time didn't really get involved. So the mind games continue. The pairing with AJ and Dolph is interesting. Kind of wonder where ha- what happened to Robin Roode, uh, if he's going to show up on SmackDown, maybe go back to NXT. I don't know. Could be interesting. But good match here. AJ and Dolph getting the victory. And then after that, we had ourselves one hell of a th- six-man tag match to end the show. It was the full bloodline, with the Usos and Roman Reigns himself taking on Riddle and the Street Profits. Fantastic match. Bloodline getting the victory. And then Seth freaking Rollins shows up at the very end of the show, which we started to wonder, where's Seth? Why hasn't he shown up yet? Man comes out attacking Riddle, because those two have a match at SummerSlam. And Seth dropping not one, but two devastating curb stomps, including the last one where they had the stairs propped, Riddle's neck kind of laying over the the little... Index piece where it would the steps would slide into where the the, the pole the post is. just smash him, left him out, left him laying.' a good good stuff. I look forward to that match a lot as well, um uh, because I love Seth. I love Seth Rollins. He's just has fired on every cylinder pretty much since his arrival. Outside of Roman, he's definitely the biggest thing in wWE. so it's nice to see that he's in a good feud. Um, we all, you know, for those of you who paid attention, that you guys know the issues that have happened between Seth and Riddle in the past. That beef seems to have been squashed, so now they're having one hell of feud. Obviously, SummerSlam, this will probably blow over and we'll go from there. It's unfortunate to know because obviously, um, Randy Orton being injured, most likely out of wrestling until next year at the latest, at the earliest. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, But that was Raw. Raw was honestly felt like it was a really good show. It's the the beginning of a new era. We'll see what happens post SummerSlam, and we'll go from there. So sliding over to SummerSlam, I won't talk about it too much. I'll do that on our SmackDown study, the go-home edition for that. Uh, Like I said, nine matches. Obviously, the big one, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Last man standing match for the Undisputed WWE Universal Championship. We have Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Lashley versus Theory for the U.S. Championship. The Usos versus the Street Profits for the Undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships with Jeff Jarrett being the special guest referee. There's also a nice little moment uh, with the Usos and Street Profits before the main event bickering out one another, and Jeff Jarrett just showing up, shutting them both up. It was pretty funny. So that match should be a lot of fun. We have Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey for the women's uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Like I said, Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch for the women, Raw Women's Championship. Logan Paul and The Miz. And then the Mysterios versus the Day, Data no DQ tag team match. Pretty good card. Nothing's showing on the pre-show as of yet. It wouldn't surprise me if the Mysterios and Judgment Day were were moved to the pre-show, but that's just my early pick. Um, Don't know if there'll be another match added. Wouldn't surprise me if if there was. This is a Saturday. It's not a Sunday pay-per-view, so people get that extra day to recover, which is nice. So maybe they'll go a little bit longer. We'll find out. But that's it for the show tonight, guys. Thanks so much for listening, as always. We truly appreciate you. If you don't already please make sure you follow us on twitter at above the ring we are nearing 9000 people 9000 followers we still got a little ways to go before we get there but we just crested over 8300 and it still boggles my mind that we have that many people following us uh we truly appreciate all of you uh without you guys we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing this anymore i know we rained back on the podcasts you know it's just Throwing out too much stuff, sicknesses with COVID, scheduling—it's all been insane. So, we hope you guys enjoy the the content that we're putting out now. Things may change. going, you know, in the future, we'll see what happens. Uh, be on the lookout as well uh, for possibly a response show to this past weekend's ROH uh, Death Before Dishonor. Um, you guys watched the or listen to the original podcast that we put out last week, where Sam, myself, and our friend John all discussed the card. But we're going to have a, most likely a reaction uh, to the show itself. We'll talk about it. Uh, look for that towards the later part of the week. Um, but for everything else, if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can do so. Uh, we are at uh, Ship It Above the Ring. You can find us on Instagram at underscore above the ring and on YouTube as Above the Ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream, and you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If you're uh, listening to one that we're not a part of, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it, that way you can do all your one-stop shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from Above the Ring, guys. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Summer Slam is on Saturday. It'll be a great show as always because the. Finally, the big four are always really good. So guys, thank you. Most importantly, though, do not forget to ship it and join the Bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.